I'm going to get into the question for today. Because I think the question is a good one. Um, so here's the question of the week. We'll take some time to think about it, and then I will um, answer with where God guided me. So the question this week is, is change possible? Is change possible for an individual? If so, how does somebody begin to change their life? So the question is, is change possible? And if it is possible, how does someone begin to change? I think every person wants change, but change can be very hard. Can you agree with me? We want to be different. We want to be better. We talk about certain things, and sometimes it's hard to get there. You know, we've talked about this before, but I don't know if it's Jessica who said this, but there was a patient who drank four bangs a day. Was it you? And, you know, her, their blood pressure was high, and Jessica said, you're going to have to not necessarily, you have to stop drinking all of those. And so the lady said, you know, I've tried, but it, it is so in me that if I don't, I don't, like, my body cannot function. You know, it's almost like an addiction. And so people want change, but there are some things that are so deep-seated in them that they can't change. But especially as Christians, change is something that's important. Like we, we've talked about it every week, we need to look more and more like Christ. Like that's the pinnacle. You know, like when you need change, you need something that you're aspiring towards so that you can look at that and think, okay, I need to become like that. And our pinnacle is Jesus. We look at him, we think, that's who we need to become. So your character, you know, like you think about every part of your life, your character, your house situation, like you living in your purpose and your mission, all of it. It's like, I want to change so that I can look like him. That when people see me, they don't see me. They see God in me. You know, even yesterday I was watching um, The Chosen. By the way, if you haven't seen it, I think you should watch it. It's pretty solid. But um, the, yesterday's episode was, um, when the disciples were sent out two by two and they were given power to heal and to cast out demons. And it was crazy because there was, a, as they were healing, people brought worse and worse situations. And there was one situation where a guy runs to a room where they had locked the door on the outside. And so they run in and then the disciples walk in and you see a man who's like convulsing in the corner. He was demon possessed. And it was interesting because, I mean, the disciples prayed. And at this point in this, they realized they had a special power, that they prayed and the man was healed. But the crazy part is this. Where society ran away, a Christian runs towards. Where people don't want to deal with it anymore, the Christian, the pinnacle of who we can be, Christ followers, should be running towards. And they were running towards and they were able to give healing. And I just think for a moment about that person. You know, for us, I think that's exciting to think that if we can reach that man, God can use us in such powerful ways in our work, in our homes, in different areas. But even more than us, think about the people we impact. Think about that person who is sitting in that room by themselves locked. Their life is radically changed because we experience and we change ourselves to look like Christ. We can be the hands and feet of Jesus to radically change the trajectory of people's lives. That's what we're called to do. But change is necessary. You, as you are right now, can't do that. But you have to grow into the image of Christ. So I ask the question, how? How do we get to that? 
how do we begin to change, or is that even possible? Is change possible? If so, how does one begin to change? I say yes, but it begins in what? Let's look at the scriptures, because I think the scriptures are our guide to giving us wisdom on how we live. James chapter 4, verse 7 says what? Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. So what do we see is necessary for change? Submission. And this is the word that we're going to be dealing with today, the idea of submitting to God. So it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will free from you. Submission is the word. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to define submission. What does it mean to submit to God? So when you think of submission, um, here's a picture. I don't know if you all have ever seen any MMA fights, not that we condone violence. <coughs> this is a MMA fighting. This is actually called grappling. So um, in any fight, there is something called submission. What is submission? When somebody who's stronger than the other person puts them in a headlock, what does the person do? They tap out and say, I submit. What does it mean that they submit? They admit that the other person is higher than them. The other person is more powerful than them. In that example, that's, that's forced submission. As Christians, we have willful submission, where you have the opportunity to live as you please, but you submit yourself to God. <clears throat> Here's the definition, the technical de definition of submission. The technical definition is the action of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. You are giving up your authority for somebody else's authority. If you want to change, you must submit yourself to God. And the difficulty today is we are in a time where submission is hard. Everyone is taught, live your reality. What are you feeling? You should live into that. You know, I, I have an example of this. One of my friends, I feel so bad when I hear stories of other friends teaching. So I had a friend of mine who was teaching, and he said it literally, literally got so bad that in a class of 25 people, he would say, guys, let's get quiet, and they would all keep talking. And he, he would start to teach. He's like, I'm not teaching till y'all get quiet. And no one stopped talking. And literally, it got to the point that he was like, all right, if anybody wants to learn, come to the front. Everyone else just sit in the back and y'all can talk. And literally, only five people came to the front. So he would teach five people in the front with 20 people in the back, like talking, doing whatever they wanted. We have come to a time where people are not willing to submit to somebody else, somebody in authority. And one thing you learn is that submission creates order. It creates peace. So as a Christian, our job is to submit ourselves to God. So if you think about it, the idea of submission is the idea of hierarchy. There's someone above and there's someone below. If I could say what it should be, how should the hierarchy be? What should be the top? We should have God on the top. We should have others next. And then we should have me last. We have flipped the order of the hierarchy where I am the most important, others' opinions matter, and God matters least. 
right? The idea of submission is that we look to God and we say, God, you are the one. You are the one on top of my life. You, I'm willing to submit myself to you. So the idea of hierarchy is, or submission is the idea of hierarchy. You have to say to yourself every day, God, you are the one on top and I need you to be on top. I'm not the one that's on top. God, you're on top. And as you make God the supreme of your life, you kind of fall in line. You'll fall in line with your actions. You'll fall in line with your thinking. But for many of us, it's like we are the ones in charge. So everything is about us. So if I could give you an example of what that looks like today, we look in the scriptures and it's Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is doing what? He's, he's submitting himself to the will of God. You understand, I don't think you will truly submit yourself to God till you go by yourself and spend time with God and say, God, I need you to take over me. I need you to lead me because I'm too selfish. I'm too much in charge. And if Jesus, the pinnacle of who we look to, had to go do that, how much more do we? He literally spent time on his knees saying, God, I don't want to do this, yet I'm willing. Your will, not mine. And each one of us every day have to submit ourselves to the will of God. You have to go in front of God when you wake up. Every morning you wake up and you, the first thing you do is say, God, I don't know. I don't know. I need you to guide me because I'm too much about me. And so Jesus is a good example of submission. Um, I'll give you some practical things day to day. One thing I'll say is ask questions. Ask God, God, what do I do? If you're just doing what you've always done, you will never change. You have to ask God, God, how do I fix this side of me? Guide me. Another thing I'll, I'll say is I want to remind you that submission involves all of you. He wants every part of you. And that's difficult because I'm willing to submit certain things, but not others. God, you can have my five minutes of prayer time in the morning, but you know, when I get home from work, I don't, I really need some time for me. And maybe God is saying, I need you to submit more time to me. And it's like, maybe you're like, God, I'm willing to give 10% of tithe to church or to missions or wherever. And it's like, but after that, God, the rest is mine. And sometimes God will say, give me 12, give me 14, give me 15. And sometimes you're like, God, I don't want to do that. But God is about, he wants us to submit all of us. He's interested in all of you. So I was talking to a coworker this week, and he is uh, really nice. And he has um, a he has a new he has a child on the way actually, and so he's really stressed about finances for the future. And I told him, you know, submit that to God. And he's like, I want to, Sam, but it's like it's so hard. I want to be in control of that area. And I said, I mean, all you can do honestly is say like there are so many variables in life. You can't predict all of life. But as you submit it to God, you can trust that. But it's so hard for him. So guess what? He's been having sleepless nights. Things have been more stressful in his mind. Why? Because the areas that you don't submit, God can't work in it. So we begin with the question of, is change possible? I think it is. But the very first thing you have to do is submit. And submit is a big word. But I try to break it down more practically to say, go into God's presence and ask him. 
I'm going to give you one more piece of advice, and this is actually where God was guiding me to share for today. The idea that I think I want to also add to this is mutual submission. Mutual submission is the action of two or more people yielding to God's rule while also yielding to each other. And I think this is what is missing in today's generation. Mutual submission. We work together, become more and more the image of Christ. Right? Like our churches are great. We have some of the best speakers. We hear some of the best things. And we're so motivated on a Sunday. And then Monday comes and life goes back to normal. Mutual submission says, my brother understands that I want to grow and he also wants to grow and he holds me accountable. That when I don't spend time with God, he calls me out. But our society today doesn't allow that. If someone says something to me, we think, who are you to tell me? You know what you do in your life? I know you. I know how you are. I remember I was at church, my old church, and I was talking to a one of the uncles, and I always just love conversations about pushing others and walking with God. So I asked the uncle, like, hey, like, have you been sharing the gospel or talking about God with anyone? And he looks at me and says, why do you ask that question? Do you think I'm not doing that? And I was like, no, I'm genuinely asking you a question. He was like, yeah, I'm doing it. I was like, well, I want to encourage you to, like, you know, I thought he had a lot of wisdom. Like, share more at church. Like, we would love to hear it. Mentor people here. He's like, why do you think I'm not doing enough? I was like, dude, like, I'm not, I'm not coming at you right now. I'm genuinely asking you a question. But we've created these church spaces where it's like, you can't ask. So guess what? I never asked him again because I was like, I'm not trying to fire him up. I'm not trying to be mean to him. And so all of our churches, we don't allow other people to speak into our lives. When in reality, you will not reach, I think, the calling of God in your life till people can talk into your life. We have too many blind spots that other people are the only way. You know, the Bible talks about you're a body together. And if all of you can work together, we can glorify God. So if you are interested in change, you have to be willing to submit to somebody else. We submit to God first, but find like-minded believers and say, I'm ready to work with you. I need help. And I say this as the chief person. I need help. When I encourage these things from you guys, it's I need you to see me and say, hold me accountable. We were having marriage counseling this week, and uh, we were talking about things, and it was funny. Uh, I said something that uh, triggered my wife, and so we kind of got into a conflict during marriage counseling. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it was kind of funny. And I was kind of, I mean, I was happy about it because I was like, we're real people. We have issues. And we were talking about how we handle conflict. You know, Hep C is very direct. I'm, I'm more calm about it. Or calm is, see, I make myself sound good. I'm more like, I like share it slowly. Like where she will say it directly. I'll, like the example that it is, if you shake a Coke can, Hep C will open it all the way and everything comes out. And I'll do, I'll do slowly. It'll be like, like a little comes out. <laughs> and so as I was talking, the couple that was there gave me a piece of advice. They were like, when you were talking, it sounded like you think you're right. And they're like, you could be. But that just causes friction in the relationship. So instead, say in a way of understanding that she has a perspective, you have a perspective, but honor her. And I was like, okay. So again, when he said that, I was like, this is great wisdom. 
But in that moment, here's, it could have gone one or two ways. I could have thought in my head, I'm counseling you right now. You don't need to be counseling me right now. <laughs> I'm counseling you. But mutual submission says no one has the answers. No one has all the answers. And his wisdom is able to help me. So we look at each other and say, I need you. And I really believe we need each other to look more and more like Christ. We look in the scriptures and, you know, actually I have a picture of iron sharpening iron. Truly, and I saw this actually as a clip this week on YouTube. A pastor was saying this. Iron sharpening iron is true friendship. If your friends are not making you better, if they're not pushing you to walk more like Christ, they're not good friends. They're not real friends. If when you're with your friends, all you do is waste time, talk about other people, watch shows, do nonsense, that's not real friendship. Real friendship is about them growing you. Iron is sharpening iron. Do you see that? Look how painful that looks, right? That, but that thing is going to become a sharp object because something is pruning it and making it sharp. It's making it. And that process is hard, but you have to submit yourself. And that's difficult. Where do we begin the process? Well, let's look in the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 to 28 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. Let me jump. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So what do we see here? What is God calling of us to do? Where do we begin the process of mutual submission? Begin in the home. It begins in the process of where you're at. Mutual submission begins in the home. You know, this verse, actually, verse 22, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. You know, there are churches today, like on wedding days I've gone to, that they will not allow you to read this verse on wedding days. You know, like legitimately, because they say this verse causes more problem than helps people. But if you really read it, not only does it say wives, if you read verse 21, what does it say? Submit to one another. And we see in the process of submission, it's about a wife submitting to a husband. And it's about a husband submitting to a wife. And both people, here's the image that God has, are lifting each other up. Do you understand? Hierarchy is about when you submit, it's like I'm going to go underneath. And so when you submit to your spouse, and maybe if you're not married yet, it's submitting to your parents when you lift them up, right? When both are willing to do that for each other, it's an image of heaven on earth. It's both people recognizing the value of the other. Never lose the value of the other. And we do that by submitting to one another. But I will say this, sometimes submission hurts because sometimes... Hepsi will say things to me that I'm like, oh, really? Because she knows me so deeply, right? She knows things about me. She knows what I need. But you learn as you're willing to submit to each other, you grow. And sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But she has guided me so well. Like, I'll just give you one example. I'm someone that goes, 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 goes. 100% of the time, I want to go. She's like, you need to calm down. And at the beginning, I was like, no. <laughs> I said, no, I want to go. Like, I love going. That's how I am. Like, you better love me for me or this ain't going to work, right? 
<laughs> no, I didn't say all that, but in my head, <laughs> in my head. <laughs> but as time went on and I thought, man, she's right. Like as I'm taking more time to rest, I'm a better version of me. I can help my students better. My body feels more rested. And so she, she had something for me that I needed, but all it took is me. And again, you have to bite your tongue. I have to say, okay, maybe she has something of value for me. So the process of mutual submission, I think, begins in your homes, whether you're married or not, saying, God, let me submit myself to the person that you've put with me. Let me submit myself. So be open and ask others into your life. If you are in a church home that allows that, great. If not, find that. Mutual submission begins in your house, but I think comes into a church. As you begin that at home, my prayer is that we can begin to do that for each other well. That you look at someone and say, hey, I need help. I don't know how to do this. I don't do this well. Guide me. Give me your support. And sometimes that person may not even have all the answers, but just being able to verbalize that out loud and to have someone pray for you is more than enough. So if you're genuinely interested in change for your life, if you're genuinely interested in becoming a better version of you and looking more like Christ, my encouragement for you today is this, submit. Submit to God and submit in His presence first. And sometimes that's such a spiritual thing and that you feel like, am I really submitting? I want to challenge you. I want to push by submitting to the people God has already put in your life, whether that's in your home or in your church. Open your life up and say, I need help. And Jessica is going to come forward and we're going to just sing one quick chorus and we'll be done for the day. But we're going to sing the song, All to Jesus I Surrender, All to Him I Freely Give. And it's a very simple song of God, here is my life. I don't, I have ideas about my life, but God, I want to give that to you. That in the midst of my selfishness and the things that I want, I need you to have reign in my life. And I believe that as we do that as people, our homes begin to change, our workplaces begin to change, our church becomes such a vibrant place, and we impact the community in such a powerful way. But it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing of submission.